And so just so. I want to see. I want to see too. Must have loosened security. Leave the Tim Burton stuff as its own little mini verse, and then the rest of you fuck off. Man's turned himself into an action figure. You know her dad. Probably not. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I've heard of him. Fool me four times. Change the fucking lock or something, you know? Okay, so. And a wanna, and a tua. We are gonna go live. We're gonna try it. Don't rate it. Just do it live. This is podcast number 65 for the Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network. Still perjanging it. Perjanging and wall hanging it. Perjanging it, just the two of us. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. And well, him. Link is here as well. Yeah, he's joining us. Um, Link will be doing double duty. He's going to play the part of Chris and Kelly. He's he's really just putting his whole heart into it, is what it is. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So, of course, I am Matthew Bucarell, the Madman. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, big brother. Obviously, we're missing uh, one Christopher Bristow, the old man, and Kelly Collins, Twitchy Wilson, both of them forgetting to pop in the 25 cents to go on to the next round this week. So hey. That's the way I'm doing it. They have not respawned. Some kids won't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's an old arcade reference, because back in the day, <laughs> back in my day... You used to have to you used to have to put in quarters into a game. And if it was one quarter, oh it was probably a shit game. But if it was four quarters, oh, oh boy, that had some kind of attachment on it, like a gun or some kind of special ride. And those are the days. <laughs> but yeah, that's where that comes from. Yep. So uh sending the invite out to Chris, of course. We uh, here at Projectors Wall Hangers and the Triforce Podcast try to bring you the best in nerdy news. And uh, we want to obviously point you to our website, pjwh.com. You can see our last podcast, Superman has handlebar mustaches or No Shit Sherlock, Tempting Fate. And uh, if you want to uh, give us your comments, questions, corrections, or ideas for any kind of podcast, or if you want to be in the part of the Projectors Wall Hangers Love Balloon, Contact us right here. For you, give us your name if you want. Email, message. Find us on all our social media handles: Facebook, Twitter, and of course YouTube and Instagram. And of course, we can check out one Tales from the Morgue uh, from Riff Studios, episodes one and two, Until Death, and uh, episode one, Clean Shave, out now. Streaming. Check mm-hmm. them out. Definitely put our heart and soul into that. And the muck and the dirt of it, we start off like I have been in the past here, is a little bit of anime news. So we see Dr. Stone, which is a really great uh, anime on Crunchyroll. And you can follow the manga it's on, on uh, Crunchyroll. Okay. Yes, Sishuya's Weekly Shonen Jump, which is a popular so, manga magazine. It's a manga magazine. Yeah. So they announced the spinoff. So I don't have to order fast food takeout to read it. No. Okay. But the spinoff is a manga Right now, I can see it going into an anime form because in Dr. Stone, you find, uh, here it is, uh, several thousand years after a mysterious phenomenon turns the whole of humanity into stone, extraordinarily intelligent, science-driven boy, Senku uh, Ishigami, there we go, awakens facing the world of stone as totally collapsed civilization, and he chooses to use the science to rebuild the world. And uh, that's pretty much the premise. So here we find is that's his dad, Byakuyo, and that's Senku. Um, He's uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of like a stepfather, really. They're not directly related. Well, the one guy has green hair, and the other guy is blonde. Yeah, I imagine that would have to be hereditary. A bit. Yeah. But they're starting to get into this, which is interesting because in his stone world, his dad has left him a present. Hey, Amy. How are you? Um, has left him a present, which is uh, science-based. So they find out his dad is an astronaut, and that's the kind of story arc that they're doing now. But that is what the uh, manga spinoff is going to be about. It's going to be about his dad and how he faced the stone civilization back when he landed after the event. He was in the International Space Station with six other people. And, of course, 
everybody gets turned into stone, they find a way down and survive Start Ishigami Village. And it will be the travels of his dad through Ishigami Village, leaving a, a lineage for Senku to, uh, you know, survive and making civilization survive as well. Because he didn't know if, in 100%, his son was going to be coming back. But, I guess, spoiler alert there, but if you are watching Dr. Stone, you're w- well familiar with this. And a nice little spin-off manga series for you to kind of dip your toes into. <laughs> okay. This well, next one, man, it's really, it was a surprise for me, but it was a really good anime, and Seven Seeds. This is another one that's set in a apocalyptic future. Uh, Seven Seeds is Yumi Tamara's uh, manga, which is now getting a second season on Netflix. It's going to hit around 2020. Uh, the first season is streaming on Netflix now, which essentially there are the seeds, which are seven people who were sent to the future. They were isolated, you know, kind of rage style. They just pop mm-hmm. a little cryo, pop out, and each one of them has been de- uh, picked for a specific reason of rebuilding humanity's future. And it takes different kind of people, and it's a different look at uh, a kind of apocalyptic civilization because they're going really far into the future to where the whole landscape is different. Minor Ooh. things are actually the same, like big statues or something like that, a big identifying landmark. So Big Ben's probably room. still there. Yeah. Except not in Japan. Yeah. But it, it's uh, getting a second season, which is really cool. Uh, monsters. Okay. On Netflix 2020, next year coming out. It debuted on uh, the 28th. Do they walk on year, water June in the show? Looks like they're it, walking on water. They are, that is... Were they all stoned and walking on glass? It's probably a little LSD, okay. if I had to guess. It was probably a little little mushroom they found. Maybe they found, uh, I don't know, what is it, psilocybin? Yeah, picking mushrooms would probably be very dangerous in the future. Especially, you know, especially if there's only, like, really? what, 12 of them? Mm. 12 of them? One of yeah, you eats a mushroom, the rest of you... a little civilization in this one, man. They started banding together okay. with a whole bunch of people, and original cast and crew are going to be coming back. So I'm trying to give you a little bit of uh, anime news before we get into the real nerdy thick of it. And this one popped up last week shortly after we recorded the podcast. Marvel promotes Kevin Feige to chief creative officer. Hey! Not only is he president of Marvel Studios and Marvel TV and Marvel Family Entertainment, which will uh, do all the live action and animated shows, they're going to be moving to Marvel Studios and it's all going to be one banner. Mm -hmm. Kevin Feige will oversee the creative storytelling direction of not just movies, TV, animation, and publishing efforts for Marvel Studios. He is the man. Okay. Everything will go through him. His new position, he will have all the different webs that he needs to spin, and he has the say-so for... This is a big step up for Kevin Feige, man. It's a big... uh, Yeah. It's a big promotion, but... No decisions have been made, according to Marvel Studios, on what kind of... uh, where they're going regarding the current projects that they have in development. Feige and his team are said to evaluate all of the projects on an individual basis going forward. Now, it says here, uh, Variety reports that you have uh, different shows like Hellstorm, which is a series for Hulu, which is uncertain, but you also had um, Ghost Rider being canceled. It was definitely something that it's surprising to have uh, like a series canceled, and then they're they're not sure where they're going. Now they are uh, supposedly in development with Hulu for a Modoc series, Howard the Duck, Hit Monkey, Tiger, Howard the Duck, yeah, Tiger, uh, was that Tiger and the Dazzler, and. Uh, they haven't really officially. Is Tiger said, and the Dazzler about two gay lion tamers? It's find each other kind in a crazy superhero world? duo. I'm assuming Tigra has some kind of uh, tiger powers. Dazzler, I don't know. He has a show in Vegas and a tiger attacks. Very him shiny. He's like okay. Robert Pattinson all the time. Okay. Very sparkly, like your shirt. You're a little sparkly today. You're a little sparkly. The center squadron yeah. twenty-two. So, congrats to Kevin Feige. Now, we do have another thing going on here with one little Deadpool. Deadpool three now in development, saying it's going to hit theaters in twenty. Who so hasn't written anything yet? 
No. But with this acquisition of Fox, it has been well known that Kevin Feige has all intentions of keeping Ryan Reynolds. And uh, the movie roster with has space in there that they can fit in in Deadpool 3. While this uh, one source that we got it covered, same one who told us that humans are being rebooted into the Miss Marvel show, which is really good. Pair them up with Miss Marvel because she is an inhuman and getting that whole spin in the universe. And Nova. They wanted to go cosmic. Nova is how you go cosmic. Both of those were actively uh, confirmed and corroborated with numerous outlets. And Deadpool 3 will be in 2022. Zazie Beetz and Josh Brolin are both expected to return alongside Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I mean, you can't... You can't help but wonder what they're going to do with Deadpool because we already know one, it's going to be, it's still going to be R rated. Okay. And it's going to uh, have the original. You really couldn't do the first. Deadpool as PG 13. I mean, you can, but you'd really be missing out. And they have the chance to yeah. really make Deadpool psychotic here because they're kind of rebooting them. They can add that off element with him and Ryan Reynolds. That's my number one thing is Deadpool is supposed to be really psychotic. Hmm. Not just a nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he has the merc with the mouth, but he is a mercenary, first off, you mm -hmm. know? He wants to be an Avenger, but nobody likes him, because he gets a little murdery, and then he'll kill an murder. entire room full of people and think he hugged, you know, pink fluffy bunnies. That's a little bit how Deadpool is. A little bit, a little bit murdery. With a little bit of black uh, uh, Moon Knight's multiple personality disorder, he has a bunch of people talking in his head. So Deadpool is really messed up from the original um, superhuman testing they tried to do with him. Okay. But we'll see how this turns out for, uh, you know, old Deadpool, because we see here he also did a little stop by. Ryan Reynolds stopped on by uh, Marvel Studios saying that he auditioned for a role of Tony Stark, well, Anthony Stark, and it didn't go out well. But, obviously, okay. tongue-in-cheek, this means good stuff for Deadpool in the, in the coming future. Set to be a post credit scene in mm. a t Marvel film in 2021. So, this is probably them working him into, like, maybe Black Widow, which would be really kind of ironic because it's his ex-wife. But, you know, something. That'd be cool. And then we go on with the news, which is WB finally getting some sense into him. Warner Brothers. Well, it took, what, 20 years? Yeah, they want to do a live-action Batman movie with Michael Why? Keaton. Hey, finally! It is something that I think a lot of people have been clamoring for. Everybody, actually, ever since you figured out what Batman Beyond was. Yeah, and I I really love the idea of uh, Warner Brothers seeking out. Now, this is still a rumor, but... Supposedly, Warner Brothers wants to, uh, they want to go and investigate other darker single stories that they can do, i.e. like the Joker. They just got so much success, like 900 million in the box office now. It's a hit. We all get it. This is the title that they are thinking they want to go forward with. Obviously, it's not a problem getting Michael Keaton in there. He just did Spider-Man uh, yeah. Homecoming. He, and during Homecoming, he would constantly go up to Tom Holland before a scene and say, I'm Batman. <laughs> he gets it. Let him be old Bruce. Get somebody in the, else in there as Terry McGinnis. You can hire an It would be nice to go but. back to that universe where he was. Yeah. I like even it. I like just how... As a Batman, even if it's a different universe. Yeah. It's... I mean, there's... Once again... A trusted source here, so it is somebody who does get some different things. Like uh, Arrow is going to get a spinoff. Viola Ooh. Davis was returning to Suicide Squad. Tom Welling showing up on Crisis. Tell me you wouldn't want to see this movie. That would I be awesome. would be lying. You got Michael that Keaton as Bruce Wayne. You get a dog Ace. Make him a nice fucking have him have, have the bat dog. Is that a great the Batman Beyond. I remember. Suit. Yeah, I think it was a great thing. A big gray Great Dane. But high schooler Terry McGinnis stumbles into the Batcave. He must have loosened security. I gotta imagine, in his old age, if somebody's just gonna walk into the Batcave. That is how it happened shit. in the cartoon. He was going to 
Bruce Wayne's house, and he just happens to stumble into the Batcave. Yeah, like, ah. Clearly, it must not be as secret as one might think. You know, did you just leave the clock open one day? Like, oh, shit, what's down here? Secret cave. Or what was it in the Val Kilmer days? The uh, the, the sarcophagus that opens with all the spikes? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, calm down, Val, calm down. <laughs> now... As much as I would want to see this uh, as a movie, I think we can never stop not talking about this until they give us that movie of Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, as long as he's alive. And as long as they don't let us down. Don't let us down. Here's another thing. I know this is probably where it's going to end, but there's been a teaser for Michael Michael Keaton's Batman appearing in Crisis of Infinite Earth. Let me explain. This is the supposed tweet that was dropped out there saying Wayne Tech CEO Bruce Wayne to marry socialite Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle, huh? That is on set for Crisis on Infinite Earth. There is no actual proof that... It could just be a background thing. It could be a background thing, which would be a nice nod. Maybe Flash runs through that town for a split second and that's all you see. You just see the paper. Yeah. I, I would Flipping accept this as a nice Easter egg, and that's where I kind of want to leave it in my imagination, to where if they do give me... Because if you get it built up too much, it's going to disappoint you. I know. Just like I the know. Game of Thrones books. Yeah, that's true. But I really, I would love this. I want to see him come back as Batman in some way, shape, or form. And if this is it, I guess I'm just going to be happy with this mm-hmm. as a nice Easter egg in a series to where they're already getting a bunch of different cast and characters to mm-hmm. come back for a bunch of different roles. So I'm really impressed with it. And this is just a nice little nod. If they do get Michael Keaton, that'd be awesome. But fans mm-hmm. are also looking into this a bit more. They also see this as the Tim Burton movies being in their own little mini-verse. Mm-hmm. It's not a... Uh, it's not including, um, like, the... Well, you know, I always Val like... Val the- and the George Clooney one, and Batman 1 Ooh. and 2 were that, because, obviously, after the uh, events of Batman t- uh, Returns, he obviously patched it up with Selena Kyle, and getting fucking married, and that's where it stands. So that would leave the other two Batman as separate, just multiverse Batman... Yeah, and I would like ignore all that. It didn't happen. Yeah, leave the Tim Burton stuff as its own little mini verse, and then the rest of you fuck off. Sorry, Ben. Rest of you fuck off. If we get a good Batman Mm -hmm. out of Robert Pattinson, I think it could be good. And uh, with Michael Keaton, we'll see. He's probably not going to show up. But this guy showed up on Twitter. Dwayne The Rock Johnson reveals that Black Adam film is uh, starting production in July 2020. Well, you got to find some time in his schedule. He's a very busy man. And he works out like 18 hours Very large. Man's turned himself into an action figure. Yeah. Now, this is the thing, man. He says this project has been 10 years in the making for him. (laughs) 10! With The Rock's there. But I like how I like where it's going because uh, this guy Juan Colette Sierra from the Shadows. He's also making Ooh. Jungle Cruise with uh, you know a couple people you know. Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. But at, that is coming out okay. July 2020. They're beginning. Well, they do own everything now. Yeah, so. July 2020. The Empire is strong with this one because they were just going to add him into Shazam. But then they felt he deserves his own standalone movie. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of like I thought he was going to be Shazam. No, he was always going to be Black Adam. He, mm-hmm. and he will be a great Black Adam, and they'll explore his story well because he has good intentions. He's just kind of not really morally sound. Okay, but it's a great it's a great story for them. To go but on. more importantly, when are they going to do Mister? Toad's Wild Ride as a movie. Uh, give Disney time. Give Disney time. Count on you, Disney. Especially with, like, you know, maybe like a 3D VR movie. <laughs> oh, that shit would be wild. <laughs> Move over, Willy Wonka. This will really get your memory going. Um, but the director says it, he is the perfect adversary to Shazam, and he eventually would like to see those two share the screen. This movie is not going to be one of them. 
He's going to leave this movie as a Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. And then maybe down the line, two or three movies from now, I would see them doing a clash-up of Shazam and mm-hmm. of Black Adam. Give Shazam another movie. To yeah. really develop, yeah, develop those character, that, those characters, and then bring more. in the big baddie for like a Shazam three. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. Given the whole, uh, you know, Shazam family time to ruminate. Yeah, and let it breathe. Yeah, somebody's uh, didn't pop his coins in the game monitor arcade thing. Uh, Majigger. <laughs> Next up. This one happened literally right after we logged off of the podcast, but Zoe Kravitz. Okay. Yes, you know her dad. Probably not. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. He's from the 90s. Even Big Brother has heard of that one. I used to live in the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Zoe Kravitz, which her stepdad is Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Good genetics there. Yes, uh, stepdaddy Jason Momoa has welcomed her into the DC universe, and she will be playing Catwoman. This is not the first time a black woman has played Catwoman. And no, I'm not talking Halle Berry. I'm talking about the original 1960s Batman. Did Halle Berry play Catwoman? Yes. Was there was that a Catwoman only movie? As well as ah! her, it says her name down here. All the people have been. That, that's all right. I'm never going to remember their names. But the listeners might care. Anne Hathaway. That was the one from the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Lee Merriweather. She was the one from the uh, the bat, uh, 1960s Batman. And then mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer was oh, Michael yeah. Keaton, Halle Berry. And now we have Zoe Kravitz in there. So I'm looking forward to it. Now, we do have Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. I'm okay, Jeffrey Wright, and mm-hmm. you can make with whatever character, whatever race you don't you want, as long as they are true to the character. Yeah, they have to yeah. still be true to the character. You change whatever. Give Batman one eye. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares about that shit yeah. anymore. Yeah. Just make it a good story. Give him a peg leg. He, as long as he's still fucking Batman, I don't give a shit. He's just an alternative Batman that has one leg, and he still does pretty well for himself. Okay. Put him in a situation to where he would have need to use his foot, but all he has is a peg leg. 18th century samurai Batman. Yeah, there we go. There go. Yeah. That anime I still have to check out. I'm, I'm sure anime fans are throwing their fists in the air at me for that, <laughs> but it is a really good series. I just had a good time to watch it. Jonah Hill is no longer in talks for playing as a villain, though, because of the next story. Jonah Hill is super bad. Um, our next story, they have cast... Their Riddler is Paul Dano. Book him, Dano. There's only one Riddler in our hearts. That's Jim Carrey. Well, I mean, his suit was rather flamboyant. He was... Well, that's one way of describing him. I like the Joker that they had on Gotham. That Joker was great. I didn't see that. Um, I couldn't get past the fact that all Batman heroes and villains were in the same class together, sitting next to one another. Yeah. And nobody knew! Who would have thought? What are you going to do, blame the teacher? Jeez. But I think it's the family environment. I think it's the family environment who well with most of them. Anyway. But this guy, Dano, is best known for his roles in There Will Be Blood, 12 Years a Slave, and the Showtime series Escape at the Danamora. Never heard of any of that stuff. But he actually received an Emmy nomination for the Showtime series. So he didn't win? No. But he got nominated, which is a big honor. That's what the losers always say. But in Batman lore, Edward Nashton is his name before he changes it to Edward Nygma. And we'll see how this guy goes. We have Zoe, we have Dano, and we got Pattinson. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess it would be a little bit much for me to expect him to say, book him, Dano. Yes. Let's book him to the next story, Dano. So, the next one, uh, it's just worth it for that joke. (laughs) I think we got a title of a podcast. (laughs) Jared Leto. Dano. Jared Leto's complaining. Oh, is he? About Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I liked it. But, as the title of the article here suggests it is likely the end of his time as playing said Joker. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> now, it was also rumored that he's he tried to get the Todd Phillips-Joaquin uh, movie uh, Joker shut down. And that's just... 
he had a problem with them doing Joker when he was the current universe's Joker. I this is a different universe. I'm this sorry. is the thing. Is he was in that movie for like five minutes. That was it. He you're, did you're five not, minutes. You're not my Joker. No, nobody's no. Joker. You're not. And I talked to like uh, Wall Janger Joe Gilmore. He said like you know I didn't think he was that bad. I couldn't get past his appearance. It wasn't a proper Joker appearance for me. It was more or less just something that I can. Yeah. I, I will more. I would. I would more say that Joaquin Phoenix is my Joker over Leto. As much crap as people have given Phoenix for this role, I, I, I thought he it was good. really good. Yeah, I think it was a good movie. I think there was a lot of subtle undertones that really brought to light a lot of different key topics that most people don't talk what about. What makes like him think else. he's going to shut down? A Hollywood production. I'm Jared Leto! Calm down, Morbius. Maybe you'll be a good one over there at Sony. Fuck off. But, for WB... What type of power does this guy think he has? <laughs> now, this is the thing I like. The one source of a person who was involved in the situation said, how do you play the Joker that you established following Joaquin Phoenix? It kind of ends his Joker run. And he's right. Yeah. How do you expect to play that Joker from Suicide Squad after people have seen that movie? Yeah, no. Because then they're really going to hate it. Yeah. And he yeah. hasn't been repri- he's not said to reprise his role for uh, Birds of Prey or the James Gunn Suicide Squad, but Margot Robbie hey, did. Maybe Walking Phoenix is available. He could, but you never know if he is like first off, that was like back in like what the 70s or 80s that movie was in. So by this current timeline is by current these time, films are happening. He would have to regain those fifty pounds, pull a uh, what uh, the other Batman, Christian Bale, have to pull Christian Bale, yep. pack on some meat, yeah, because Joker by this point would probably be a bit buff. I'm thinking. I think it would be. I don't know. More like um, depends uh, how much time he spent in the. Yard. More like the guy who uh, heroin overdose. What's his name? Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. I am just a. He wasn't like because in this one, Joaquin was like skeleton, like yeah, he was. He was like a walking skeleton. It was pretty much borderline that one Christian Bale movie where he got really unhealthily. The 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 machinist, and then after the machinist, they interviewed him on the set of the machinist for Batman, and they have like Skeletor standing there, and you can see my spine from the center. Like, and 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 he convinced them that he could be Batman. Like, whoa, (laughs) Skeletor's gonna be Batman. Yeah, right. And he was a damn good Batman. And he He was John Connor. Yeah, he was a good John Connor. He wasn't the Batman you needed. He was the Batman you deserved. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they talk. Nobody knows I'm Bruce Wayne. Oh, hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's clearly not Batman. He's got a raspy voice like he just got done. But it, it was really good for back bus. in the day. Yeah, it, it was, and especially with the Heath Ledger. That kind of broke the mold on the public's view of the Joker. Same thing that this movie did. Zazie yeah. Beats, awesome role. Robert De Niro, Mark Maron, everybody involved here. Brian Callen, awesome roles. Not the Thomas Wayne you thought you were going to get. Brian Callen? From stand-up comedies? Is it not that Brian way? It, No, it's, no that he's was Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Oh, okay. I'm not even sure I'm actually saying that name right. I could be completely wrong. That is, that is always a possibility on this podcast. That's why we call it the Triforce and yeah. not the Do-Force. And the Do-Force would be misconstrued. So that's why we leave it with the Triforce. <laughs> we do not talk about poop. There may be some references in joke form. But we don't talk about it all the time. Not on the podcast. But this one's a big hit, man. Netflix. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Three, two, one. Let's get an injury. Um, No jamming for John Chow. Uh, The Harold and Kumar actor has uh, got a bit of a lengthy hiatus coming because he injured his knee and was going to need surgery. He wasn't the one that died. No. That was. uh, He's Sulu in the new Star Trek. The Chinese guy oh, jumped out he, of the tra- uh, out of the thing. I thought he, he was it. He died or the other guy? No, the, uh, the other Who's guy. Who's the one that died? That was um, Chekhov. Oh yeah, Chekhov. Chekhov. Oh, that's a shame. I like to tell you. I just pick out these names out of thin air from what little I get. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a bit of a skill. 
But no, I'm not. I'm not one for names. He isn't one for names. But this is a big setback, man. John Chow's prognosis until John Chow's prognosis is clear, um, it could be looking at a seven to nine month uh, hiatus here. He's going through extensive rehabilitation out in Los Angeles for the knee injury, but Cowboy Bebop that just landed their uh, their cute little corgi Ean, and they have a whole bunch of nice actors here for. Uh, Mustafa Sharik as Jet Black, Danielle P- Pinda as Faye Valentine, and Alex Hassel as Vicious. Sid Vicious. That's just vicious. But, really looking forward to this, man. You're, you're going to have to wait because, uh, especially since this is the bullshit of it, it was like a, a choreographed routine that was supposedly like pretty basic. And it wasn't even, it was like right about the final shot, and they were going through, and he injures his knee. Okay. So, bit of, you know, unfortunate luck for them, but they'll have to soldier on. This next one, I gotta tell you, it's a little bit weird. But after watching this little handy dandy trailer here, I can't tell you that I wouldn't be interested. League of in Legends it. is getting a series? Yeah, man. League of Legends is getting hmm. an animated series called Just Arcane. Watch. And it's for their 10-year anniversary. They did a whole celebration, and this is the this first really thing that's announced. Oh, yeah, man. Explore different worlds. Yeah, I haven't played it once. But and the legends will thing. arise, and you're going through all the different legends in here. It's definitely something that's well uh, it could be met good. fan-wise, because they've had a lot of CG introductions for characters, and there's it's like a big backstory on everybody. You see Jinx. As well as a couple other favorites in here in the trailer, uh, as well as Echo and Israel. They're probably um, rolling in the cash. This is all in house at Riot Games. Development and production all taken care of by Riot Games. It's looking fantastic. It's going over two different worlds of. Looks uh, like standard video game animation. Yeah, Piltover and the Ooh, seedy underbelly of Zaun. So they're going to have two different worlds, different characters making their appearances, and I really think that when they release this, they're looking at I think uh, I think they said like twenty twenty, but it's really it's a nice yeah twenty twenty release window. It's a nice little additive because then they can keep going with it. They have a butt ton of characters in yeah. League of Legends. So they could really have a very well-length anime series here. And it's all in-house. That's You're just supporting the developer by watching this. So that's obviously what I'm trying to get at. Arcane, coming to you next year. In more League of Legends news, they have a new game called Wild Rift. It's coming to mobile and consoles. League of Legends is finally consoles. coming to consoles. They haven't specified what consoles. But they did say the mobile game will be, uh, you can actually pre order now on Google Play. And the uh, Wild Rift, it's pr- they're saying it's pretty much the same game with. Uh, uh, stop talking, goddammit. There we go. Pretty much the same game. They have the, you know, dual, lo- uh, the dual stick control scheme, new map. The ma- uh, matches are going to be shorter at about like 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, they're looking at 2020. Well, if it broke, well. don't fix it. Yeah. You couldn't really have anything longer than 15 or 20 minutes for a mobile game. Yeah, no, not really. It's like uh, uh, auto chess. It's such a long game. It yeah. takes. Oh, yeah. Now, they do have that on PC as well. if, it's any, if it's longer. I mean, this is just giving you no option but to play it if you're a League fan. You mm-hmm. have it on your, on your hand. You have it on your console. You have it on your PC. It's mm-hmm. just like it's getting that whole Minecraft thing to where you, you're going to play it no matter where you are. It's coming to a shower near you. But League of Legends, definitely an, uh, it's definitely an intricate game for such a simple premise. Mm-hmm. This guy versus this guy. You have towers. You have special things in the insides that could give you different buffs and stuff like that. It's a really great game that I highly recommend to anybody to check out. The neighbors are home. Yeah, man. And this is a different one that I really wasn't what expecting Riot to release during Riot? the press conference. Riot teases Project A, which is a League of Legends character-based tactical shooter. Mm. 
So, here's the thing, man. It's actually a really good, good-looking game. Uh, hold on, let me big, make it bigger. What? No. Okay, that's all you get. But tactical shooter. It is essentially <laughs> another madman metaphor. Imagine if you have a. Okay, here we go. Yeah, something's fucking. <laughs> so you have a Papa uh, Overwatch, and you got a Mama Counter Strike, and they fuck together to make Project A. Okay. That's essentially it. That's that's a good yeah. That's a good metaphor. Well, free is usually their thing. So because you have coming cheap near you, the League of Legends characters in a shooter. You have a, I mean, it's probably going to be free or next to it, but, mm. you know, it's coming. They're saying they're going to release more info next year. So okay. we'll get more on that. Give them time to develop it. It is in its infant stages right now. But when it's, it's released, it'll be a World War II shooter. Yeah, it's, the, it's a different pace. <laughs> <laughs> different pace. League of Legends in World War II. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. It was just a shitty trailer last year. This year, League of Legends invading Europe. But really, they should make it tie in to the anime series. And make the anime series fight Nazis? Well, whatever we go. you're going there. Boom. And then you tie it into the World War II game. So, anything new on Mass Effect? Uh, yeah, because apparently a bunch of high executives up there are saying that Mass Effect is not dead. Despite a the particularly poor-selling entry of Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, not so much on the good. Not, it not left so good. a bitter taste. I didn't, I didn't even finish it. I did, and... That's, that's Wiped out of my memory. Yeah. Now, this... Two was a really good game. Three was not bad as well. Except for the end. Yes. Yes. And, I, I mean, three had a lot of good stuff going for it. Um, there was a way that you could make all of your companions live to the end, which that's the achievement you wanted. I think I did get that one. Yeah. And you had to have, you had to have a perfect... Uh, with everybody, and then everybody lived. It wasn't that hard. And it was nice because one, two, and three—you you had everything going through your character. Yeah, going through and it, that story. It kept everything. Kept all your decisions went with you. However, I feel about the the way the third one ended. It was a good journey. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole thing. Just another really title that I added on to it, the, band the DLC and everything. They just. Yeah, multiplayer by the end too, which was actually pretty entertaining. I, I played, played the hell out of Mass Effect 3's multiplayer. Yeah, I never played. Oh Mass yeah, man, I went in on it, and it was really fun too. Mass Effect 2, probably one of my favorites. The original, yeah. once you go back to it, you're like, oh my god. After playing Mass Effect 2, there was just yeah. such a jump in gameplay in that. Mm. But they're saying that now one, they're still editing Anthem, okay, and two. They're actually got a Dragon Age game in the works. They're doing a new one from Dragon Age. So, when well, asked Dragon if Age game do it, I played was Dragon Age One. I don't think I. Um, I didn't play Inquisition, but I played all the rest. There was they were good. was that the one where you switch between characters? You could choose the elf, the. You could pick a different, a different different class. There was yeah. like five was, or different storylines you went through. It was just it's always been like characters. that classic like Greedfall kind of esque to where they have that and like uh, um, Knights of Allure uh, or Kingdoms of Allure, whatever that fucking great game was. It's got that kind of similar dungeon esque feel of a you know M, you know MMORPG feel, really, and it's a really good game. Okay, but um. Bioware, we got a lot of things going, uh, you know, cooking in the oven here. But they said there's a lot of stories to be told. They're definitely not done with it, and they may put down the threads from Andromeda. Please don't. Or they could pull on the threads from Mass Effect Three. Please don't. Do something different. Just give me a reboot. Give me something so, original. Give they're me trying to story, milk this but, motherfucking cow for everything it's worth. And I don't know if this is really Bioware, if this is just EA shoving their hand up their puppet's ass and saying, we know what to do. We made Anthem. Yeah, well, we're just going to, all right, we may back off. They may let Bioware do Bioware, but Mass Effect is, I can see that as a title, or even like a Dragon Age, a title that really needs for them to focus in on what they need to do. Do a Dragon Age. 
usually people aren't completely 100% happy with Dragon Age anyway. Yeah, that's probably why I stopped Polish playing. your skills with that, and then put your, all your might into the next Mass Effect. Make it yeah, the next make it consoles, a good, make it a solid effort. Yeah, unlike the last one. Which I mean, I'm not saying... Andromeda had its good points, but it had nothing connecting me to it. The first three Mass Effects, there was this massive story. I knew my choice mattered. Yeah, they tried to, to add uh, voice things of the other character. Yeah. Nah. yeah it Just let me fuck my space alien and let me be on my way. Okay. Might be a title. <laughs> but this one... Being reported out, they've actually said that there was like a, a leaked ink uh, advert that hinted at Diablo 4's release. It, we all know it's we all know it's coming. All right, it's like a gigantic tornado coming up the coast. Everybody's well aware that Diablo 4 is coming. Okay, but now they're saying that it may be announced this year's BlizzardCon because they say in this article that last year's BlizzardCon did not go well because they released a multi uh, a mobile version of Diablo which was poorly met. By everyone. Yeah. So yeah. I see them as saying, oh, yeah, you didn't like last year? Here's Diablo 4. Oh, yeah? And Diablo 2 Remastered. And fans are going, oh, my God, yes, please. So that's kind of how I see it going. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe it's not a, that exact effect, but something a little bit close, closer similar to that. <laughs> but... but Blizzard but if you're really going to BlizzardCon, those are the type, those are your people. Yeah, but those they really need a big people. win here for the ending of this year because Heart, with the Hearthstone controversy, they have a lot in the oven that is bad PR. If you don't know, I've personally kept it out of the news because it's political. They're banning people because of what they're saying politically in a game. And these people are Twitch streamers, so they have to take that into account, being a Twitch streamer. However... When other games don't take a real stand on that and they let you say what you want because, you know, it's a game. It's online. There should be that level. But Blizzard really needs a win off of this. And I think taking the heat off of that, giving the fans say, all right, well, look, here's Diablo. Look at the shiny ball. Look at the shiny Diablo 4 ball. And then everybody forgets. Because that's their All right, Well, that's their uh, plan. It's good to hear. But I'm looking forward to Diablo 4, man. That series is fantastic. It's a good grinder. This one, I just have to keep mentioning this every chance I can. Rated Peggy 12. We got Dragon Ball Z uh, gameplay here, family. Ooh. Now we have uh, Vegeta in his pink shirt. So we obviously know this is when they're awaiting Frieza's arrival on Earth. And it's the wide open he world. has a pink shirt. Yeah, because that's his garments when he's uh, meeting Frieza for the first time and he sees Future Trunks. Cut him in half. Spoiler alert. Here we see Vegeta fish. <laughs> I think we have the title of the podcast. Here we see Vegeta fish. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a simple, you know, fishing mechanic. Wiggle the rod. Here comes, obviously, a gigantic fish you can see there. Hit the X in the right spot. Kind of simplistic, if I do say so myself. But it is just a simple. And he has to beat the fish up! <laughs> and done. <laughs> Fatty he beat up a, What else would you expect from you a know, Dragon Ball game? Exactly. But is we see him wood rush over to a campfire. And now, like so many other games before it, he can cook his fish and make it a power-up. <laughs> so we get different kind of power-ups and stuff like that, man. Whoa. It's got an open-world feel to it. Cook the other side. Yeah, it's probably fine. So here we see him. He starts to run and collect, obviously, orbs, which are going to be like some kind of power-up currency to unlock skills. Z-balls. He's got Z-balls. <laughs> 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 Vegeta search for the balls <laughs> with the flying aspect in there. Obviously, a nice this reminds me game. of a better version. Remember that Mega Man game where you were Mega Man? Yes, and you get all the Mega uh, Man parts. Legends. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. that game was great. Yeah. You had the city, but it was just like this little three block section, mm -hmm. and that's the whole game. And it's very much looks <laughs> exactly like you'd see in the anime. Lots of weird bubble shapes. That's buildings. what you want. How you want? Yeah. You know, Capsule Corp, everything going around. Now, this is a cool thing. He gets a side mission right over here, right? 
And it's one of the, you know, Freeze's best, some of Freeze's goons coming to attack. And this is what I really like is the combat here. And this guy, oh, they always fuck up on combat. But it shows off kind of Xenoverse-style gameplay. Well, there he had the it hand, so yeah. And interesting, you know, they have their specials right there. You have your special meter. Obviously, they have the levels, so you're going to be leveling Ooh. up skills. Very RPG, action-adventure RPG-esque, with still keeping the same fighting mechanics that you want. So I see this as Ooh. a big, big game coming uh, January 17th of 2020 on Ooh, okay. PC, so it's right Xbox the One, the PS4. Final yeah, and Bug this game is probably what they're doing. This game, man, it's going through all of Dragon Ball Z. You're going through the history. You're playing as Gohan. You're playing as Vegeta. You're playing as Piccolo. You're playing as so you start as from Gohan. the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, with the yeah. Saiyan saga, and then you go over into. Uh, I remember some of that. Frieza saga, Cell, Android saga, Cell saga, Boo saga. Okay. And maybe DLC would be the Broly saga. Maybe Dragon Ball Super. Different stuff like that. They've pretty much ignored Dragon Ball GT. Although there is a Dragon Ball Heroes, which is like a multiverse of Dragon Ball GT and Dragon Ball Super meeting together. Somebody was really high when they made this. But it's a good premise. Having okay. Dragon Ball, uh, you know, Goku, uh, Super Saiyan 4 against Super Saiyan God, you know. Uh, the combat here in the video looks really good. It really does. I'm really impressed with this game because it, it look, it's like they just listened to fans and said what they wanted. Uh, it, it, it looks just like the uh, cartoon. Because if you would have told Very me... Very nice, cel-shaded Up game. until this point, if you would have told me that I'm going to play through the Dragon Ball Z saga oh, again yeah. as a game after I've already done it millions of times, I would have said you're fucking crazy. But guess who put his foot in his mouth again? This guy. I'm going to buy the hell out of that. Okay. Absolutely just really amazing. I can't wait for that one to come out. Just like this one, man. Outer Worlds is launching this Friday, the 25th. So, here we see... Dungeon. Yes. This is an advertisement for Subway. Very clever. Because I thought it was a game. I was like, wait a second. I don't remember this before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sliders. Oh, wow. Slot dollar ninety eight each. That's, That's all right. I got well, well. That's a good deal, but you can get it for cheaper at your grocery store. But here <laughs> you see uh, the open, uh, the final official trailer for Outer Worlds. And the, you could be a shining knight. You could be a complete prick. Whatever you decide. The uh, character that you choose to become during the, you know, how this playthrough player-driven story is... That's how it is. You are deciding how it is. All your decisions will matter in one way or the other. This is from the father of Fallout New Vegas, Obsidian Entertainment, which also did uh, Kotar, Knights of the Old Republic. Obsidian is a great game. It's right up there with Old Bioware. Is one of my favorite developers. They did not. This is the successor to Fallout New Vegas for this. Uh, studio. It's yeah. such a good idea. Yes, you can shoot a, a merchant and keep his moon hat. And then you are the moon man. Dripping with personality, this is screaming to be a great yeah, Why wouldn't you just sell the hat? That not a lot of people were po- focusing on. But you have that, uh, you woke up from a cryo freeze, now you gotta go save all your other cryo buddies. All across the galaxy. Okay. Different worlds. You lots know, of that, that, that works for me. Looks. And it's coming out this Friday for Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC, the 25th. So, Pirate Division and Obsidian Entertainment bring you the Outer yeah, Worlds, man. That on Definitely. That would be a great one, especially with the PS4 Pro. I think that would be awesome. And then I like to pop in one of these stories whenever I get them, because this is just hilarious. <laughs> A break-in at popular Half-Life game video game developer Valve. Were they looking for Half-Life 2? They were looking for Half-Life 3, but (laughs) nobody's heard or seen from it in since... Yeah, they're done with that game. That's that's enough of that. But who would have saw it coming, man? Getting robbed, you know? 32-year-old Sean uh, Shapeutis? Shapeutis? Shapesis. 
Shatput is. Shatput is. <laughs> Shatput is. Mr. Shatput is. I ain't here putting this shat in this put is, okay? I'm telling you what. So he's no stranger to the run-ins with the law. He's actually previously arrested for allegedly stealing a FedEx truck. How do you alleged steal sounds a like, FedEx truck? Sounds like a guy I went to high school with. So nobody saw him specifically steal this FedEx truck, but they probably have some evidence linking him to the theft of the, of the truck. Why would you want to steal a FedEx truck? Crack makes you do weird things, man. But okay. this man not only breached the company's office once, he did it four times, collectively stealing the amount of about $40,000. Might I point out, fool me once, shame yeah. on you. Fool me four times... Change the fucking lock or something, you know? I mean, four times, like, hey, you know, somebody broke in again. Like, I got to tell you, if that happens two more times, you let me know. Okay? But my computer's gone. (laughs) Now, this this writer suggests that this person is in the competition for Darwin Award. Uh, He actually, Shaputis, he actually sold the stolen games... To a local GameStop. And he got like 28 cents? Yeah, you got like 20 bucks for the whole uh, whole haul. But GameStop, that's probably right there. Yeah. That's why the company hasn't gone under yet. Right there. <laughs> right there. That's it. Those four, yeah. he's like, I gotta support GameStop, gotta steal. Maybe he's just in, you know, uh, some kind of rebellion for keeping GameStop alive. I don't know. It's okay. definitely weird to break into Valve, especially since they really haven't made a lot. What have they made recently? recently? I mean, they've been doing the VR stuff, and I don't know off the top of my head. But thanks to security footage, so they don't have locks, but they do have cameras. Uh, they figured out who Shatput is, is. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they actually brought a case against him, which now, with his other stuff, for previous charges, he is up to a total of six warrants. That was until he failed to appear for Valve's case against him, which results in his eighth warrant. Uh, so the case has... Global Counter-Strike, Dota 2, Team Fortress 2, yeah. Half-Life, go. Yeah. Half-Life 2... Portal. Fortress 2 Portal. is still a very popular multiplayer game as well. It's a free game. Uh, Left 4 Dead series, that's them. Yeah, but they really haven't put that anything with that out. I know they were probably heard a while ago that there was some kind of rumor. They mentioned Half-Life 2 about 27 times in here. Morrowind. Yeah. The original. And then they well, s- Valve has kind of fell by the, you know, they kind of fell asleep there, you know. It's like they mainly, cons- you know, are concerned with Steam and, you know, not really putting out content. Uh, but still, maybe you want to invest in some locks, man. Or maybe, I don't know. And a game called... Security Guard? Security Guard? Okay. No, not a game called Security Guard. They need a security guard. <laughs> yes! They do need a security Even guard. Even a security guard playing games would have stopped that guy. Like, hey, you don't work here. Hey, hey, hey. Yo. Stop stealing that stuff. I'm going back to my phone. You come back here again, I'm going to call the police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> made me lose my match. <laughs> but he's still in the wind, man. We'll have to wait to see exactly what uh, is going to happen with this story. But this guy got away with it, even though he has multiple warrants. Uh, multiple. Like eight warrants now. Eight. Well, they'll bound to catch him eventually. But he got $28 from the GameStop, so that's a win in his book. He could almost fill his tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, With a uh, FedEx truck he stole. <laughs> we are coming down to the end of the podcast here. Obviously, we're trying out a new thing here. You can check us out on Mixer. Mixer.com backslash PJ and WH. And you see our website here, Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers, uh, PJ and WH.com. So, we end off the podcast with a thought experiment. And for this week's thought experiment, I, I kind of went off of one of the stories that we had prior. And uh, what if you could make an animated series of a game? 
Which animated which game would you make into an animated series? What would I make into an animated series? Because they did it with series. Castlevania. And that is a gripping anime that, you know, maybe we may get like four episodes in a year. I don't know. They only give you a little bit, but all of them are amazing. And turning stuff into, like, give me a. I'd even accept the Pac Man mm-hmm. anime. Yeah. Duke Nukem? Ooh, no. That's kind of a basic. We kind of waited way too long for a game that was really not good <laughs> at all. Although a Doom, uh, a Doom animated series would be badass. That could be, especially with a lot of the CGI that they have in animated shows now. Mm-hmm. And they they all pretty much use it in some aspect. So I could really see like Doom mm-hmm. being a, a solid anime animated feature for it, like Netflix. Yeah. Or even like, uh, give me Legends of Zelda. Little that is always a good one. Little to Link Ocarina of Time action. Give me a little animated series. Or do you that? remember the animated Mario Brothers? Oh man, they did animated <laughs> Mario Brothers and animated. They had a cereal Mario. back in the day. Oh yeah, they were both very cheesy and very like, you know, eighty nineties esque cartoons. But great to go back and uh, watch and cringe later. Uh, like so yep. many other things from that childhood. Um... But yeah, Legend of Zelda is probably my go-to there because that would be a really great series if somebody did it proper. Because you see them doing like live-action Avatar and different animated series getting live actions. I, I mean, even a live-action show. Like if you give me like the Halo live-action, mm-hmm. Halo live-action series would be actually pretty dope, especially if you get a good budget behind it with some CGI. Some you know nice quaint yeah was, uh, I was sightings. thinking uh, what huh. could we do like what action? show could we possibly have hmm hey it makes the uh, you see on the screen it makes it yeah and then it disappears <laughs> it's back that's dark that's now. Cool. Um. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see Fallout. In either, Fallout, either, yeah. Either fashion, you can go Fallout anywhere. You could go anywhere with Fallout. You go someplace new and tell a whole new. You could go overseas. Yeah. overseas. Yeah. Do like China, Tokyo, England. You know, Bangladesh. Give me another one. Which era. would be big would be the uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. You could go because they have such a long timeline. Yep. That's another. Take everything game. Elder Scrolls, live action. You put like Amazon money into that. Mm-hmm. Like they're what they're doing with Lord of the Rings or what Disney's doing with the Marvel series. Yeah. That would be some gripping fucking television. And then it's like, oh, well, it's not a superhero movie, so I can't trash talk it. It's actually really good. Yeah. Skyrim, Oblivion, they're both Elder Scrolls games that had really solid stories and were actually... Would, I'd want them, I'd if it was doing it. Elder Scrolls, I'd want them to pick some time that we haven't already played, because yep. we, we played we played way too much Skyrim. That's all we <laughs> they need. We've all spent way too we much time. We do know that Elder Scrolls, we need something the next new. one's in the works, and they are going to get it to us in, I don't know, like five or ten years. Before or after this one gets released... Squadron forty two. Before squad, uh, that's a I race think they're right close. There. That's a right neck and neck race right there. Next year, we love you both, but next year or the following year, they'll they'll finally get. To I'm it. looking forward to that. I'm going to see my man Mark Hamill and all the different voice casting. Yep. That they 90, 90, out of there. Ninety day delays. Last I heard, but I don't. Because I like that they pretty much said they said yeah we got pretty much every voice actor from anything sci-fi within the last decade. Well, they got that many characters, and you could take him in different directions. Oh yeah, yeah. Having all of them in there that is going to be a definite must play, especially with all the stuff they already have. You could have your character as good. You could have your character as. Yeah, I can't. It's still a bit massive for the mainstream, I would say. But for a good PC gamer, that would be something that I know a bunch. I've turned a bunch. There are uh, rumors that they might take it to console, but they'd have to dumb it down. They'd have to really dumb that. They'd have to dumb it way down. It would kind of piss off the PC 
Yeah, yeah but if you did do it, I would wait until next gen console, especially with like the PlayStation Five with the advanced loading system in that mm-hmm. and the Good solid point. state drive. I think maybe that's a better chance because they're finally going on to solid state, which PCs had for a while now. But it's definitely, I think, it's more feasible for next gen, not this gen, because it would be still a really. It would be. It's a a big fucking game. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Takes forever to fucking load around here. Thanks, Comcast. But it's definitely something to watch out for before you're collecting ARP. Hopefully, they'll they'll get to it. They're just perfectionists, and you know they're developing like two or four games. Now, would you like to see them do the riot and put out like a animated feature before they actually get to finishing it, or do you want them to just put all their effort in? No, just just make make the fucking game. Yeah. Please, just make the fucking game. That's what I have to say. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Your weekly verse up. But I was thinking of Star Citizen, like that uh, Dragon Ball game. Yeah. Like, if it was Chris Roberts, like, those last three Dragon Ball games Mm -hmm. would be one game that you're waiting for in a really long time. (laughs) But because they're done by a publisher, a publisher went, yeah, that's a game. Yeah. That's a game. Now we have three. They chopped the sushi roll. Yeah, they they just chopped it up. And he's like, like, nope, gotta be one. Where Star Citizen would be uh, uh, Arena Commander, the uh, publisher would have made one game. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, what do they call it? Space Marine would be another game. And then the actual. Then they would make uh, Squadron 42, another game. So they would have had four games. The game you're really looking forward, forward to. Yeah. And then they'd have the universe as something else to separate the cell, Mm -hmm. but. With uh, Star Citizen, you get it all in one great and it package. it is all fan-published, and they made a butt-ton of money to make it, but it is a very expensive game for what they're doing. Well, yeah. Well, the, most all their money went into, like, they built it from the ground up. They didn't have... They had mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, they built when it. They, when people normally release a game, you expect, okay, I'll see it in six or seven months. But they didn't have anything yet, and everyone... Six yeah. or seven months later, was like, well, where's our game? Yeah, Denmark. Yeah, we just got offices. Chronicle of Illyria is like that, too. That was a Kickstarter. Yeah. I keep yeah. getting updates for that one. I get That's updates for that as well. That's the game that uh, it's like one game, one life, and you succeed when you die over to like your child, and you keep going lineage-wise. So if you drop an axe in a field, and you go back five generations. It's going to be rather hard. It's going to be an heirloom, and it's going to be an axe, and it's going to change mm-hmm. its properties. And you can be a merchant, you can be whatever you want, and that'll be your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like a slice of life kind of open world. That's another one I'm looking out for. But this has been a long drawn, a longer podcast than normally. Yes. A full hour here. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think over here at the Contact Us page or comment down below. Like, subscribe. We thank you all for watching. Contact us and let us know what your favorite uh, what if would be for making an animated or live action series out of a game. And I, of course, am Matthew Bucarell, the Madman. To my left is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother. And sleeping peacefully is our mascot, Link Diablo Bucarell, the hero of time. Thank you all for watching, and we want to thank uh, Bob and Kevin. And Always boy. Kevin. And as well, we want to thank uh, Layla Kyle for liking us over on SoundCloud, because we are on the audio podcast as well. She liked uh, Podcast 62, uh, Spoiler Alert Joker, Podcast 63, No Shit Sherlock, Tempting Fate, and Podcast 64, Superman Has Handlebar Mustache. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Game on, boys and girls. We'll see you next week. Oh, Chris called. Whoops. Bye. You've Batman one eye. I don't give a fuck. Nobody cares about that shit anymore. <laughs> yes. Let's book him to the next story, Dano. I'm Jared Leto. Calm down, Morbius. Maybe you'll be a good one over there at Sony. Fuck off. Triforce. And yeah. not the Do Force. And the Do Force would be misconstrued. Uh, Just a shitty trailer last year. This year, League of Legends invading Europe. Just let me fuck my space alien and let me be on my way. Here we see Vegeta fish. Pizza. 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 Pizza.